Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Hello, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndre, here with Bill Goldberg. Hello, sir. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm doing good. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. We're uh, heading out to Monterey Car Week uh, next week, and I believe you're going to Roadkill? I possibly. I will, we'll see. Everything's a fluid situation, but uh, it's, as it's, of right this second, I'm like 50-50. It's, okay, you know, the car is still not finished. I'm not going to race. Whether I can get it there or not, or whether I can get there or not, I mean, we'll see. But it's obviously something that I need to be at uh, after two years of not being around. You know, roadkill everybody's uh, challenging for it. Man. It's a, it's kind of a tough time between like new COVID restrictions and you're right, car not ready, and you've got to wrestle the week after. And, oh, and then there's that. Then there's yeah. that. There's there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot going on. And uh, speaking of, hey Vince, I want to drive 150 down Woodward Avenue in a car that I've never driven before, twin turbo at 1400 horsepower. Can I get your blessing? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right, and then I'll see you next week if everything goes well. Exactly. If everything goes well. Uh, speaking of. Uh, Speaking of wrestling, I saw, I saw Gage's debut. I saw, I saw Gage ringside, and uh, uh, MVP, I guess, was calling him out. MVP for you guys aren't regular watchers. MVP is one of the manager is the manager of Bobby Lashley, who's Bill's opponent at SummerSlam, and Gage was ringside, and he's not the little tiny Gage Goldberg that he used to be. He, yeah, I, I, I saw Goldberg trending on Twitter, so I click it, and it's all about Gage. It's, Gage. it's all Gage. Gage. Yeah, the yeah. WWE social media is blowing up. They're like, Gage is not a little kid anymore. Yeah, just a bunch of before and afters. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You'll see it on um, you'll see it on WWE's maybe Instagram. You'll find it, and you'll see uh, Bill come out in uh, in school MVP for. For uh, going face to face, going beak to beak with Gage, <laughs> you can't get near my son, man. You can't do that. I, by the way, I, I, I'm pretty sure, like that was a good spear, but I'm pretty sure Gage can handle himself. <laughs> yes, then there's that. Yes, most definitely. But uh, you know, that's it. Was, it was two on one. I had to come to his rest. <laughs> it was. It's a. It's a fantastic. <laughs> it's a fantastic clip. So. Uh, I'm hoping I get to see everybody, uh, Gage and Wanda, and everybody when we go out there. Do you know if everybody's going to make it? I know it's. Oh yeah, Gage. Gage has got a scrimmage on Thursday evening, and then we take a plane. You know, six a.m. The three of us out to Vegas. Okay, it's it's good that uh, everyone's going. I never know always if Wanda can go because she has a a ranch of wild animals she has a zoo over there and it's it's tough to leave the property right i don't think she's left the property in a year and a half other than when you guys went to I don't know, like ufc or baseball or something like that right yeah we'd go to ba- you you heard the story about we traveled to the three the last three uh you know tournaments he has during the weekend in Houston and Austin, yeah, and yeah. Waco, and we carried, we took an Impala with us. Mike, not, it, it wasn't a four door Impala. It wasn't a, a an Impala with four wheels. It was an Impala <laughs> with four legs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, listen, uh, we're gonna have a good show today. We're gonna finally get into all the 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 bits about what we've been clamoring for regarding the SEMA show, everything about SEMA, 
Uh, we've got Mike Spagnola. Mike Spagnola is <laughs> here. Mike's been He's uh, about ready for the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike and I have known each other for uh, many, many years, many years now. He's, he's a vice president of OEM and product development programs at SEMA. He runs SEMA Garage, but uh, he's he's well versed in all things SEMA organization. So uh, we're going to get into we're going to get into that a little bit. So, but before we get started, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Good Guys. The Good Guys Rod and Custom Association is coming to Spokane, Washington for the 19th CPP Great Northwest Nationals. It's the Spokane County Fair and Expo Center. It's on August 13th through 15th. So if you can't make it to Roadkill, you can't make it to uh, Monterey Car Week, this is a fantastic event you want to go to. These Good Guys shows are just getting bigger and bigger, it seems like, every year. There's over 1,500 classic cars and trucks on display and an indoor exhibit. Uh, there's a burnout competition, vintage dragster exhibition as well. Those are fantastic to see. You're going to love those. Uh, bring the whole family. There's live entertainment. There's a kid's zone. There's a pinstripers brush bash. There's the model car display, the pedal car display. Uh, all you got to do is go to goodguys.com. It's good-guys.com. It's free admission for a kid for, for kids six and under. But if you use the CarCast code, use promo code CarCast, you get $5 off your spectator ticket. So it's goodguys.com. Use promo code CarCast. All I'm right. dying over here, guys. They got me hooked up to an IV. I'm not going to hide it. Let's be honest. Uh, you know, that's my buddy, Luis Vasquez. Louis hey, guys. How you guys? Keep Bill alive. <laughs> ah, they're running everything through me, man. I got to get young real quick within like 10 days. So, yeah. <laughs> Just, just wanted to throw that out. All right. So if I pass out, you guys know what it's from. It's not just because I'm happy to see my. No, it's a, it's the vitamin infusion you're going to get in the. Yeah. First I of all, got it. I, I, I've had it before, and first of all, I don't like the needle, so I got to look away. And second yeah, of all, that's that's what's going on right this. Yeah, yeah, I hate that part. But yeah. it's cold in your veins. Like when I get it, and I feel it. I'm like, it's kind of cold. I was like, ah. It's <laughs> Mama. <laughs> Are we done yet? Oh my god! Uh, oh, we're done. Ugh. There's only one little thing sticking tomorrow. That's, that's it. my bicep. That's it. You're you're full. All right, you're good to go. Yeah, look at my eyes. I'm about to explode. Ah. Uh, anyway, sorry about that. You're getting hair back on your head. This youth serum's working. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> not just on my back anymore it's on, my head. it's on your head it's crawling up it's crawling up all right so as uh you wince oh, and and get your I'm eye shot <laughs> okay <laughs> I, I you know i'm i i just can't do the needle thing i i i gotta I look like away either. I, I feel like a little schoolgirl. yeah i just fun. i just don't uh yeah oh, at least you get the black bandage they're not giving you the pink one Oh, no, 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 I don't, I don't do pink. No. Panther pink, panther pink for a, you know an AAR tuna. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I got gotcha. you. No way. By the uh, way, our neighbor has a pink Hummer. Uh, is that the same guy who bought the TRX? You no, the, this this guy bought Chris Angel's Hummer too. He's a he's got like seven of them. Oh. Hmm, it's a very strange area that I live in. Yeah. Uh, all right. So SEMA, um, Mike, tell us a little bit about. 
your background real quick, and then we'll we'll yeah. jump into to see Michelle. But let's talk about who who's Mike Spagnola. Yeah, well, Matt, thanks for letting me be here, and Goldberg, great to meet you as well. So. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Uh, yeah, I, we always try to keep it fresh here. On, uh, I, I can see that. Yeah, under I, weird circumstances, I, uh, you, we have you in here. But I kind of expected a lot of things. I didn't expect to see you with a needle in your arm here. Today, that's right. So. Well, Chris is going to come in and jab you in the arm with in a minute as well. Exactly. You're next. Don't, uh, yeah. Hey, I'm ready, baby. <laughs> let's, let's be perfectly honest. As much as we've got going on in the world today, as much as I've got going on, it's the only time I can sit sedentary for like 45 minutes, yeah. right? Yeah. No, it's a perfect time best. to get it done. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, so uh, um, it's great to be here. I've been in the automotive industry since I was going to remember. You know, I, mm-hmm. you know, I loved cars since I was five or six years old and uh, started with bicycles and motorcycles and then got into cars and uh, – um, always wanted, knew I wanted to be in this business. I, you know, Pep Boys, when I was in high school, I worked behind yeah, the counter. Yeah, so did I. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. I worked Pep Boys. Yeah, pa- Pasadena. I, I mean, I was in Florida now. at the time, but yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was so, like 16, I was working Pep Boys. Yeah, got out, out of high school. I was at McDonald's, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. And uh, started as the delivery driver at a Datsun dealership right out of high school and worked my way up to counterman and, you know, parts manager and then Went on into the import car parts business for many, many years and uh, got an opportunity to buy a little company and grow it and flip it and and uh, done that now five times, um, you know, bought and sold companies and worked them and uh, made a good living at it. And, yeah. uh, you know, um, went to sell my last company uh, eight years ago now. I was on the SEMA board of directors at the time and um, I was going to kind of retire and maybe do some stuff with the kids or mm-hmm. slow down somewhat and – Chris Kirstein, our president of SEMA, said, you know, I got this idea for this garage idea and maybe <laughs> members develop products and, you know, come give me three years. You know, come come, yeah, come yeah. help me set this thing up. That was eight years ago. Eight and, years ago. And uh, it's been a great ride. You know, it's cool to work on the inside at SEMA and see all the sausages made probably. And uh, as well as now, you know, we're doing the SEMA garage now in Detroit. The, Diamond Bar one's been nuts. We're growing. So. so let's talk about what what uh, what SEMA Garage is for those of you guys that don't know. It's so well. To, to even uh, to, to, goodbye. Say goodbye. The nurse is leaving. What's the name of your place? So Namor Wellness Facility is Prime Wellness and Performance here in the northwest side of San Antonio, Texas. All right. Boom. All right. I'm going to come out there. Yeah. Or we'll come to California, one of the two. Yeah, right? Exactly. We could all use it. Uh, so backing up a little bit, the SEMA organization, excuse me, is an organization that uh, – a nonprofit organization that supports uh, – you can explain it better than me, but basically supports the automotive world, supports the automotive aftermarket, everything from – from from paint to wheels and tires to turbos and superchargers, everything that we've gone to love and what we talk a lot about here in the space, it's the trade organization that supports all of that. And as part of that organization, uh, they try to offer members benefits such as anything from a discounted group rate on shipping, you know, FedEx or UPS right. to insurance programs and finance advice and and stuff like that. And then they came up with this idea for SEMA Garage, a way for, I guess, to develop products right. is one thing. And then, of course, the missions thing is another. So yeah. explain SEMA Garage. Yeah. So as, as uh, you had – I think, Matt, you should come to work for us. I mean, you could be a <laughs> yeah, great no doubt. Good job, yeah, You do it better than I do. But we uh, – SEMA Garage is a product development center. So I've spent my life in product development, you know, developing widgets, yeah. so, you know, to the marketplace. So the goal is to help 
over 3,000 manufacturers develop new product, get it into the marketplace, and do it in a highly engineered, you know, manner. So, you know, for example, uh, the new Bronco was available six months ago to us. Uh, Ford worked with us to get get it to our facility. And then we invited members in to develop products for it so that when that Bronco hits the marketplace, all those accessories are ready to go. You know, so you have everything from running boards to air intakes to whatever it might be, hundreds and hundreds of accessories. We work between the manufacturers and the OEs often to get those products to the marketplace. And it can be a brand new Bronco and it can be some new widget for a 69 Camaro. Yeah. So, right. you know, we have engineers on staff. We uh, develop those products. We uh, have CAD data. We have this ferro arm, you know, ferro arm. Uh, to scan. Yes, scan. So a CMM machine. We can, you know, I can scan up this bottle of water and um, scan it, get it into CAD data, look at it in the computer, modify it any way I want to, hit it to the 3D printer, print it out, and have an exact replica of what I want to build ready in my fingertips. Yeah. So there's... It's a facility. It's literally a garage. It's got tools. It's got lift. It's got $2 million plus of equipment in there. And like you said, all of the technology. And let's just say you're, you're uh, it doesn't even have to be a small company, any, any company developing products in the automotive aftermarket space. And, and I bring this up because those of you that are listening that are, are even thinking about doing some stuff like this, let's say you're working in your garage. And you're you're thinking about a new company or a startup company. People ask me this kind of stuff all the time: how to get into this business, how to get in that business, anything from podcasting to product development. Or somebody says, "I've got an idea. I want to make a wheel or start a company and make you know this part or that part." This is where SEMA can help you. They've already invested a ton of money into this equipment, so instead of you trying to go out and buy it. You can go in and work with them and for a nominal fee, I guess, right. uh, get access to this stuff and engineers to be able to work on developing some of your own products. But as you mentioned as well, is SEMA Garage has partnerships with the big automotive manufacturers as well, and you guys do this measuring ses- session, right? Yep. And uh, you can explain that. So. Yeah, so you know, SEMA is owned by its members. It's it's a nonprofit. Um, you know, we make our money from the SEMA show and from dues, and so we're really there just to reinvest our you know your money back into things that can help you grow your business, and uh, and so you know, three D printers, all those sorts of things are really owned by the members, uh, including our emissions lab, which we can talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so it's uh, it's working alongside those OEs. It's getting those products uh, done and developed, so we get to see things. Way before they come out, I you know I get accused of it being our playground. A bit <laughs> it is too much of it. It's cool, right? And there's you know there's lifts and there's hand tools and there's all those sorts of things. So if you were a brand new company and wanted to start something, we can help you get that product developed. We have a lot of know how. We've got the engineers on staff so that you don't go through some of the mistakes. Let alone, we can help you bring a product to market so much quicker than you could do on your own. Right. So, uh, those well, are- well, yeah. I mean, it, to to me, it sounds like it's it's not not only is it great for everyone, but I mean, it's it's self serving because you're ensuring that the SEMA show six months, eight months later after these <laughs> right. metric sessions, you know, have all those products in front of everybody as soon as humanly possible. And I don't. And there's there's no question it couldn't happen without those measuring 
yeah, you know, yeah, uh, these opportunity. Me- yeah, these measuring sessions, we work with the OE. So, you know, for example, next week we'll have the new Ford Maverick in our facility. Right. You know, that, that truck so, probably won't be out to the So the way that works is Ford will will bring some engineers and send a car down, and then you guys invite any SEMA members down and say, we have the Ford Maverick here. We are allowed to take it apart, measure all the pieces. So any aftermarket company that wants to develop suspension pieces, fender flares, anything like that for it, everybody's there and sharing all of the data all at once. And the part I like about this is in uh, in like when I was – when I was in high school and I was doing things like ROTC and stuff, we had a thing called on-the-job training, which was a fantastic event you can do. You take some tests, you compete, and then you basically go to a summer camp. But that summer camp is you can pick the job you want and you do it in real time for you know a week or two uh, on an Air Force base or whatever. And the SEMA garage to me is a version of on-the-job training. If you want to develop parts – and instead of outsourcing it to a company that's going to do the scanning and the 3D printing and stuff for you, you can go to the SEMA garage and participate in that actually happening. So you can learn the process while it's happening, right? What a better way. There's no better well, way to start and, a business. And it's a huge advantage for all the, uh, the these third parties because even if they had the vehicle – sooner than everybody else. They don't have all of these tools at their disposal right. that they can use 3D printer, whatever yeah. it may be, like the like the garage. Out. Now, how has that evolved? How much CAD data do you guys get directly from the manufacturer even before the measuring session? It used to be, we need to get a car and measure it. Yeah. Now, it seemed like the automotive manufacturers are sort of embracing the aftermarket. They are. It's, uh, <laughs> it's great to be able to work alongside these OE. So, uh, you know, Ford, General Motors, FCA, uh, along with some of the Japanese manufacturers on some of their vehicles give us CAD data in advance. So we'll have tons of CAD data. We've got millions and millions of files. So, again, let's just say you were going to build a new uh, suspension kit for your, you know, 2019 Camaro. You wanted to come up with a mm-hmm. new lowering kit. We have all that factory CAD data on file. So we can send you the file. You can do your alterations to you know, change the suspension, you can send us that file electronically back to us. We'll 3D print the part for you. If we've got the vehicle in the garage, we'll stick it on the car. The, 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 the technology now with 3D printing is so strong, you can literally drive the car or, or put it on the dial yeah, or yeah. whatever with this 3D printed part, right? And, uh, and, and you know what you're going to do and you know what you're going to get uh, both in simulation through CAD and through other software uh, product tools before you build your first part. So, I mean, we've done, you know, it used to be it would take you six, eight months to develop an air intake. We can bring a vehicle in, do the scanning or have the CAD data, 3D print the part, put it on the vehicle, and then even get it into the emissions lab and test the product and have the product out into the marketplace in a couple of months' time. Yeah. It's well, as, awesome as, this, as awesome as the process sounds, let's all – take into consideration this phrase COVID-19, right? So how, how, how has that, how has that put a wrench in what you guys offer, you know, over the past year? You know, because we're a uh, uh, necessary facility, we've been, we were able to back open last July. So we've been, we've been um, back in business 
Uh, I got to tell you, manufacturers are developing product more than ever. The market in general is just way up. Um, you know, people are staying home. They've been working on their cars. Uh, a lot of our manufacturers, you know, can't get enough raw goods is probably an issue. Yeah, that's the issue. But uh, but uh, they're reporting, you know, great sales. So Everybody's numbers are up. I, I think it's going to correct a little bit. I mean, you know, project cars are going to get finished. Things are going to go, you know, kind of back to normal. It's going to be a different world, but a little bit, and things are going to settle a little bit. But... Uh, it's nice to see that the automotive aftermarket world is has grown quite a bit. In some instances, people are reporting 25% increases in sales for, for big companies, by the way. This isn't a small company doing a million a year jump to three million a year. I'm talking about a company doing 80 million a year jumping 25%. So, yeah. uh, And also, I don't know, I kind of have peace of mind when I go into my garage and uh, and fiddle on the car a little bit. And you know, when I set up my garage this past year, uh, my warehouse over there, the Matt Cave, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and started uh you know getting getting tools organized getting stuff organized and being able to to work on the engine a little bit and uh you know for the truck and develop parts for both the truck and the uh and the uh, and the and the car the Mustang which Mike and I have talked about a couple times on the supercharged brackets we're still going to plan on doing no, that really yeah, 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 yeah. I, actually we talked about that months ago I, I think we talked about it a year ago <laughs> yeah we talked about it a year ago before I before covid hit it gave me gave me a little bit of more space to uh to move into this but so one of the things I want to talk about though is uh you mentioned that SEMA does emissions testing. This is super important right now. Uh, Bill, you, we've talked yes, about before, yes. you guys are developing your Goldberg's Garage uh, power packs uh, for cars, uh, the supercharger kits and, and things like that. So uh, the emissions testing is super important. EPA is cracking down. By the way, they're they're kind of being I don't know dicks about it like they're cracking down in, in a in a violent way they're like showing up with like SWAT teams and bulletproof vests just so they can kick open your door and go give me your accounting like give me your give laptop me your, give me your catalytic converter yeah they're they're not even doing that they're going. We heard you sold, you know, a tuning device that wasn't emissions legal. And everyone's sitting in the office going, you could have just called. I would have given you the data. You don't have to show up with a helicopter and a Humvee, you know, and a, and a, and a machine gun. Like, what are you – they're just trying to scare people. It's kind of a pain in the ass. By the way, talk about a waste of money and resources. This could have been done in a phone call and be like, hey, we just want to see what you guys are doing over there. Yeah, it, they make it seem like everyone's a freaking criminal. They're not. They're like, hey, Guilty how about to prove innocent? That's right. right. Yeah, and time after time, though, they're coming back and going, "We can find you one hundred and sixty thousand dollars." And at the end, they're like, "We we don't really have much of anything here." So, <laughs> uh, the process. Yeah, that's right. So, so the important though of fifty state legality is 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 higher than ever. Which is fine. We're making more and more emissions legal modifications to, you know, I would say legal in general, but the government only seems to care about emissions for some reason. But uh, because we make good quality parts here. Uh, but that's an important that's an important part of what you guys actually you guys have been doing the emissions lab for quite some time, but now it seems to be more important than ever. Uh, we're running two shifts right now, and we're building a new lab in Detroit. But yeah, so if you develop any product that affects fuel or air, so take a supercharger, take an air intake, uh, you know, take any sort of even cooler, 
uh, it has to go through emissions testing. So uh, the SEMA garage has a fully developed emissions lab. It's uh, over $5 million just in the equipment sitting in that lab. And we help manufacturers from start to finish. So, again, let's just say you're going to build a new air intake, you know, for, for the new Honda Civic. We work with you to not only develop that product and actually build the physical product, but then you can come into our lab. We help you with all the paperwork necessary with CARB and EPA standards. Mm-hmm. Uh, we fill out all that paperwork. We do all the testing in our lab. So we so we put the car on the dyno. Uh, we do the tailpipe emissions test. There's a series of tests that have to be gone through, and it's a couple of days' worth of testing. We do all that testing for you. Get your results. Hopefully the product passes. Submit that information to CARB, which then you get a, a CARB EO. Yeah. So if you're developing any new product, of course, when you go to put that product on your vehicle, it should have a CARB EO. And that gets you not only California legal but EPA standard legal. And uh, that's a big business. It, we do it at a nominal cost for our members. Uh, we go through all the hassle and all the, we do all the paperwork for free. I mean there's a lot of work to all of this. I got about fifteen of those stickers yeah. all over my car, by the way. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, good, yeah. yeah, good, yeah, and uh, and but that you know that keeps you in the clear. Yeah, and uh, um, it's great for our membership. Um, we've got a line backed up. We're, we're as I say, we're running two shifts. We're about three months backlogged right now. We're spending several million dollars in a new forty-five thousand square foot facility in Detroit to open up a second lab, and um, you know all-wheel drive dyno uh, mm-hmm. for emissions testing as well as a horsepower dyno. You know all those sorts of things just to help our members get through the compliance processes so that you can sell these products in the street. How long is the process of, I don't want to say developing a product because that varies. It could be, you know, it could be an air filter. It can be a, a supercharger sure, kit. So, sure. But when somebody has a product that they think is ready for, for testing yeah. and submission to CARB, how long is the process for that to typically take. Yeah. So, you know, if, if we get had, approved. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, the approval process, we've really worked closely with CARB to streamline that process. We're, we're part of all of their hearings and processes and those sorts of things. You know, we used to, we used to hear stories of it taking up to two years. I mean, mm-hmm. after you develop the product and after you tested it to get it through CARB, we work with them weekly. We have spreadsheets of every application we have in there. We work with them weekly. We know, you know, by engineer who's got the paperwork, and we help them push that paperwork through. We've gotten EOs now in as little as 90 days. Uh, there's the occasional that still takes four, five, six, seven months. Yeah. Um, but we work, we we actually, you know, went before uh, the California State Senate to help them uh, get more staff. Um, and, you know, that's the kind of things that we have to do. We could all sit and complain about the government taking so long to get things done. And right. All that yeah. sort of stuff. You know, we work alongside of those guys to help them help us. Nobody wants dirty air. Nobody wants to have that black eye that, you know, yeah. um, that says that, you know, we're developing products that are illegal. We work alongside of them, and yet EPA at times still comes and bashes our head. And, you know, it's, yeah. just, it's just nuts. Listen, this this industry, we're, we're not trying to, to trick anyone, all right? We're not trying to, like – we can we can make the performance parts that we want to make and have them perform the way we want them to perform and be emissions legal. Yep. We've got a lot of really smart guys in this industry. Yeah, but the biggest deterrent has always been time and money. If you're developing, if you're starting a company and you're developing a package, let's say a, a, a supercharger package, if you had to invest... 
fifty thousand dollars in two years That's of time, you, you go out of business, yep. right? You know, like you go out of business. So to to bring that cost down to, I don't know what ultimately it's going to cost. Maybe it's ten thousand bucks. You know, uh, if it's ten thousand bucks and a few months, three to six months, now you can create a business plan around that, right? It, it, you know, so, yeah, the emissions testing is. Typically six to ten thousand dollars. Yeah, and, and that could be a lot for a small guy, but it does keep you legal, and it does, you know, these fines can be, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? Yeah. So uh, it does keep you legal. You can still create horsepower. You can still do it in a legal manner. And uh, so, you know, I never thought, you know, that I'd be on this side of the business. Yeah. You know, I was probably one of the guys, you know, in the 70s and 80s, you know, spewing the stuff out of my tailpipe. But, you know, now I'm on the other side helping manufacturers keep it clean. I guess we've all learned over the years, right? We- Listen, that, that's, that's, the way, that's the way the industry is going to survive is we just, we just, like you said, just keep it clean. That's one of the big things is, is uh, look – Every time there's a bad apple in the bunch, it, it kind of gets the government's attention and, and, and starts to ruin it for everybody. So this is why it's so important to have SEMA Garage be able to offer the services as affordable as possible, yeah. right? There, it's not a big money-making operation because it's a nonprofit. That's not how you guys make your money. It's the dues, the SEMA show. There's, right. there's a couple of other things that, that go on. Yeah, the garage actually operates at a loss. But we, yeah. you know, because we have money that comes in from other sources, we can reinvest that money on our members' behalf. Yeah, that's good. It's a crazy business to run because coming from the businesses that you've run in the past, and now you get to report and go, "Hey, we reported a loss." Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're right on track. Yeah. We're right where we need to be. It, it is different for sure. It is different. You <laughs> yeah, know, we're we're right where we need to if, be. If we break even, if we break even, we're doing great. It's, just, it's <laughs> that, odd. That's right. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk a little bit about. The RPM Act. If you guys have not heard of this before, uh, being in the industry, all of the automotive manufacturers, racers and stuff, we've all been aware of it. We've been lobbying, voting, writing to to politicians. I know it's it's kind of an uphill battle to always ask people to do this type of thing and and say, hey, you should reach out. But it actually is important. So the RPM Act – is and and I'm, I'm paraphrasing. You can f- correct me on this, Mike. But the government is basically saying you can't buy any new car. You can't build. You can't buy a brand new charger and turn it into a dedicated racing car. Bullshit. What? <laughs> exactly. They said you do not have the right to do that. Uh, y- you emissions legal or not is. That's one issue, but turning it into a racing car, they're saying you can't do that. Now, I'm sure they're going to say it's an emissions thing, but we have millions and millions. I don't know how many millions of cars are on the road today, on the streets today, versus maybe, I think I read, somewhere around 190,000 dedicated racing cars, off-road racing cars in this country, less than 200,000 racing cars Compared to the tens of millions, two hundred eighty-one million was the last number. Two hundred eighty-one million. million. There you go. Two hundred eighty-one million versus less than two hundred thousand. And the government you're not saying, supposed to put a helipad in a in a modern day car. Either. That's yeah, right. No. Yeah. But listen, <laughs> Glad that doesn't happen. We're not even talking about. We're not even talking about you know uh, Speedcore, the Ring Brothers, 
building a car for the SEMA right. show. Because, by the way, most of the crate engines those guys are using are emissions legal, yeah. <laughs> right? So we're not even talking about that. We're talking about you taking your Charger and turning it into a 1,500-horsepower twin-turbo drag racer with a parachute on the back. I already did. I know you did. It's done. <laughs> and the government is saying you're not going to be able to do that. Am I right? Is that's, that- it's it. You know, okay. the EPA has been – cats on it. Yeah, I know. I know. That's the point. But EPA has been around for 50 years and for 45 years, they've never, you know, done anything against race cars. But uh, about five years ago, uh, they started enforcing against this this idea. And the idea is that if you have a let's just take your Fox body Mustang. Yeah, it's got emission control devices on it. If you wanted to take your Fox body Mustang and make it into a weekend street, you know, drag racer, if you want mm-hmm. to take it out to Irwindale or any of these tracks around here and go drag racing, it's illegal because you have taken the vehicle, which was originally made for the street, and you've you've disconnected or removed the emissions control devices that were on that vehicle and put racing devices on it and bolted those on, put it on a trailer, and taken it out to the racetrack. You've defeated the emission control devices that were meant for that vehicle, and therefore it's illegal. So what they're saying is when it comes to racing, there's no more, let's just call it sportsman racing because – There's no way to convert a vehicle. The only way you can race is if you build a ground up dedicated racing vehicle. If you're, you know, if if you're Bobby Ray Hall, Graham Ray Hall, and you from a ground up develop an Indy car, you can race it. If you're uh, Caps and you're developing your dragster, you're building the chassis from scratch. You can you can do it, but Jigs. but if you want yeah. to the boy last TJ last week. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. If you're you're with Hagen and Hagen's like jump in my funny car, I'm like great. You better not have started with a stock car, <laughs> you know, because uh, it's not going to happen, right? It, it is, and it's crazy if you think about all that grassroots racing. I mean, how do you get started drag racing? How do you become yeah. a caps? Right, you started with a Camaro that you. You know, took off the street and started drag racing. Yeah. So, all that grassroots racing, name it in circle track, name it in drag racing, name it in any automotive sport, right? SCCA, any of that stuff, mm-hmm. that becomes illegal. It, 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 it's, it's beyond me. And then you think about all the parts manufacturers that are making those parts. You think about what could happen to racetracks. You think about all those things that happen because grassroots racing becomes illegal. Listen, if you're, you're, you're just, you're just getting into racing. You've got yourself a spec Miata, and it's yeah. it's your dedicated race car for the weekends. And you're you're uh, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. It's done. It, they it, they're going to say no. And and uh, <laughs> EPA is just uh, assuming that your parts are illegal. And, and until you can show that they uh, aren't illegal, you're presumed guilty. So they, like you said, they'll walk in and slap a fine on you for several hundred thousand dollars. Little mom and pop shops. Is the is the issue is the issue they think parts are illegal or they think you're also going to drive that car on the street if you make a dedicated racing car? Yeah, they do think that those parts will end up on the street, and we get that. But again, that's why we have all these other services to help make sure that your parts are built and legal. And um, you know, you, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater on this deal. You know, they mm-hmm. they want to make it all illegal and. Uh, you know, there's there's better ways, right? It's not an all or none deal. There's right. there's a there's a compromise here that that could work. 
So explain. So to when us- Seamus start? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, all right. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to that next. But, but let yes. me just uh, uh, we'll end it with this. What should people do regarding the RPM Act? Yeah, we really need everybody's help. This has got to be a grassroots effort. Uh, so we're asking you to go to SEMA.org or um, you can go to our uh, um, SEMA.org is probably the best place. And you'll see where um, we have the RPM Act. And we're asking you to, to sign up and to send letters to your local congressmen and senators and those sorts of things. It really has to come from this industry or we're going to get legislated out of business. It, it's really a scary thought. You know, look, I, I never – you know, you see these sorts of things and you're like, oh, yeah, sure. I'm telling you this thing is scary and it's serious. It is. It's, this it's, is uh, – listen, I, it's very easy for us to ignore it and say – I don't really need to do anything because everybody else is doing something. This is not one of those cases. We actually do need to do something. So if you go to SEMA.org, as you said, right on that main page, there's a, there's a big red banner there. Um, and you click on it, and it has the form that you can fill out that sends the notice to your local government person yep. saying, you know, this is what we think. This is what you should do. It's all basically filled out for you. You just had your name and everything, right? So yep. it's very simple. It it if it takes more than sixty seconds, I would be surprised. So it's you know it's currently in the uh, U.S. House of Representatives, the bill, and uh, we hope to get it to the Senate here pretty soon. But we just really need everybody's help on this one. This this thing is scary. All right, so go to SEMA dot org. Please check that out and. Uh, uh, all right, so we're going to get into the SEMA show. Let me tell you about our friends at GEICO. Do you own your home or rent your home? Well, either way, we know it can be a lot of hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling your policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And we know it's a good thing because you already have so much to do around your home already. So just go to GEICO.com and get a quote and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. All right, see Michelle. Are we doing it? Oh, that. Yeah. Oh, that little thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's on, baby. It's on. It's on. Are yeah. you sure? It's on. We, uh, we're really What's the excited. first day? It's uh, November 2nd. November 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th. So okay. we'll see you there, baby. Now, explain what the landscape's going to look like. I heard uh, a lot of things, you know, not a lot of things. It's just some things are going to be changing. One being the expansion into that new West Hall yes. gives you a lot more square footage under roof with some air conditioning, hopefully. <laughs> and uh, uh, and they talked about widening the walkways in between the booths. But my question for that is, and this is more of the insider sort of inside baseball sure. portion of it is. There's a lottery system and there's seniority for people and they have yep. certain booth sizes. If you're Edelbrock or B&M or GM or Ford, there's no widening of the walkways because you cut into their booth space. So what I'm hearing is some of the smaller like first-timer booths at the ends, the 10 by 10s and the 10 by 20s, they're not going to get into those rooms and – Yes, so so we did spread things out. You know, part, we were going to do that anyway with the new West Hall coming in. Yeah, and so you know we now have a couple hundred thousand more square feet. Okay, and so uh, yes, we did relay out. Yes, we did widen some aisleways. Uh, you know, due to COVID, um, so we've we've spread out now over more buildings. Um, yeah, but I, you know, I would tell you that we are eighty five percent of of space that we had in two thousand nineteen. So the pent up demand for manufacturers to be there. 
uh, and to have their displays there is incredible, right? Yeah. So, um, and that's not including, of course, we don't have overseas manufacturers coming. We don't have people coming from China and Canada and Europe because they can't come in. That's right. So there's no international travel happening with SEMA this year. Yeah, not, right? not as of right now. So not only just the travel of those guys, but their booths. Those manufacturers aren't here. So we're at 85% of our 2019 numbers with no overseas manufacturers coming in. Yeah. So, uh, so you, you know, we know that manufacturers are coming. We know there's pent-up demand. We have spread it out across more uh, aisleways and I mean, more. You and I were there for Barrett-Jackson, and yeah. that, that room is 600,000 square feet yeah. in that West Hall. And we're going to fill it. You're going to fill it. Yeah. All right. So, you know, there won't be as many as outside, dis- outside displays and tents yeah. as there has been before, but that's a good thing. And so bring your walking shoes. It's going to be it's going to be a, it's going to be a hall. Yep. Uh, yeah, I want to say South Hall to the new West Hall is <laughs> it's going to be a 30 minute pack, walk. Pack a lunch. It's never been uh, you know convenient to go from one hall to the next. What's another 100 yards? Yeah. I, I mean, come on. No, I, I I get it. Like we just I always go and plan it out of like, all right, I'm doing my meetings in this hall one day and in this hall the next day. There's always a oh, bit no, of that, running that, around. That, 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 that never I, I, I I try to get it done, and there's always a lot of running around. I'll look at it and go, all right, I'm supposed to talk to somebody at 12 to 12.20 in North Hall. And the next meeting is like, oh, South Hall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's an hour. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, when you think about it, you're like, oh, okay, you can make it in 17 minutes. Not with 160,000 people yeah, in no, your way. It's crazy. <laughs> it's old home week on top of that. So everybody wants to see it. You can imagine yeah. this year. I mean, some of us haven't seen each other in two years. Yeah. And it's always old home week, you know, so you see all your buddies and you bench race and you do, you know, talk about your car projects and business and all those sorts of things. It It's going to be a great time. Now, there's always, from our side, right, from our side being somewhat in the entertainment version of, of the SEMA show, uh, doing interviews and live shows and podcasts and stuff, uh, What's what's the general consensus on that? It feels like there's going to be some thought put into signing events and meet and greets and podcasts. Yeah. I think we're pretty much scaling back or eliminating a lot of that. Anything that's going to cause a line? You know, it's hard to say. I mean, um, we're going to go by the Clark County Commission and what their mm-hmm. rules and, and regulations will be at that time. You know, two weeks ago in Las Vegas, there were no mask requirements. Yeah. Last Friday, they put a mask requirement back in. Yeah. And so, you know, like all of us, this thing is ebbing and flowing. Uh, you know, who knows what it'll look like in November, but we'll go by whatever those state and county rules and regulations are. I mean, let's let's be honest, Matt. Yeah. Uh, SummerSlam is the 21st, and there are already rumblings about it being canceled. Yeah. Canceled or masked? I guess both. Canceled, canceled or moved. Or moved. Which is... Coming up soon. I already got my hotel. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but Vince isn't paying for mine. <laughs> he ain't paying for mine. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> He's probably not. Uh, uh, yeah, so I, it, is it safe to assume that the SEMA show, there's going to be a mask mandate? Because it seems like we really want the show to happen. Everyone's yeah. investing a lot of time and energy and money. And by the way, a booth is not inexpensive. Sure. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, again, we're working between the Clark County Commission, the Southern uh, Nevada Health District, the um, Centers for Disease, Disease Control and Prevention, 
we're having to deal with all those guys, right? Mike's got notes, by the way. He's got to read off all these government agencies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, I don't think that I know I, all that off it, the top. This Man, is, I'm a car guy, you know. Something he's never had to read in his life going, uh, we got to read with this guy, this guy, this guy. Bases, Mike. Ask me about the Solix carburetors on my Datsun. You know, yeah, right? Yeah, them, we can but. talk about that all day long. We don't, don't need any notes. <laughs> so, so all that, you know, all that's a, a moving target right now, right? Um, it it's um, looking very good. That's going to come off. It looks like you know we don't know about mask requirements at the time. Right. We know that you know a lot of people are getting vaccinated. It it's it's November. You know it's um, um, we all thought we'd be completely out of this by now, right? And that's that's why so many things let loose. We're seeing some tightening up. We're seeing a, a streak. It depends on the report you read. You know we some of these reports are saying yeah we're in this streak of an uptick and it should fall back off. By September, October, you know that with the pun, yeah, you know the knows? pundits are. Who knows? It's all over the board, right? Uh, I might have missed. I might have missed this. And sorry if I did, but you guys were both at Barrett Jackson. Yep. Barrett Jackson had a different set of rules than the city so, or the the casino. Is SEMA the same way, or will you go ba- by county? Right. So Barrett Jackson's rules were the city and county rules, uh, and then. They added a little bit of their own, uh, not in regards to mask mandate or attendance numbers. They just went through this effort of of cleaning, especially after the event. They still flew their drones over and did their sanitation. But it didn't affect, and, it didn't affect the event itself. It didn't. No. As a matter of fact, I think uh, I think overall, although the numbers and the auction numbers were good, I think the the attendance numbers were a little lighter than what uh, everybody expected and hoped for. So. Yeah. Um, now, that was a function not similar to SEMA. That was right. a function of them changing venue. When they, were at, when they were at MGM, you can get foot traffic and sell a ticket at the door. Uh, yeah. When it's 118 degrees outside yeah, and you're was. at the convention center, literally 118 yeah. degrees, there's no yeah. foot traffic. Yep. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're, we're parking in the parking lot going, oh, man, how do I get to the door? I was in the hotel across the street and I, I broke a sweat just walking across the street. Oh, my God. Street. It was hot. It was definitely hot. Uh, and, uh, and, and that – Is Allegiant Stadium outdoors? Yeah. Allegiant <laughs> Stadium is – Is it open? It, I think it has a top that closes. Closes. So I think I they could close it and turn the air on. Please, dear God. I hope they Just do. Make a note to have them do that now. Yeah, right? You know, it's like yeah. 12 days. Barrett Jackson, that was the first event, too. That was the first big public event. event. Public event. And, uh, and I thought they did pretty well considering – I mean, that was a big risk, right, to do it in June right after the, the, all the mandates yeah. were starting to get lifted. You know, people are jonesing to get out. I mean, I'm sure you've been to a few cars and coffees and – you yeah, know, I mean, it's nuts right now. The the pent up demand. People are jonesing to get out and show their new builds and just you know congregate. Be humans again. Yeah. Uh, okay, so so SEMA is their rules are basically going to be whatever the is demanded by them by the right. local officials, right. and that they could say mask. They could say it's going to be tough if if the event's happening. There could be mask mandates, but there probably can't be an attendance restriction. You know, uh, if a hundred thousand people show up, they're showing up. Yep. <laughs> you know, like that's a little bit kind of tougher. Like, listen, it's up to everybody who intends on going to decide if they're going to go or right. not. And I, I want to say the numbers 
previously have been somewhere around the 160, 165,000 right. range right. over the course of the week, total media attendance, you know, everything. So I, I'm not sure if you're going to hit that number. I think maybe some people will will just say, oh, I'll just skip a year. And some people will say, it is important for my business to go. Yeah. Early registration numbers are, are at our highest ever. But it, <laughs> okay. But, it, you know, it could tail off. It could be people register and don't show. But I got to tell you right now, it's looking like it's, looking like it's, it's, like it's going to be a party. Listen, I, I enjoy the event. I, I It's one of my you know favorite events. Um, I actually just love and going – well, the two things is one is catching up with friends in the industry, especially a lot of the East Coast friends that I don't get to see all the time, right? right. Our friends at Comp Cams and Holly and so forth. Uh, and then two, I'm a geek on parts. I love to yeah. go and see all of uh, the parts and find out what's new. I'm sort of an encyclopedia of aftermarket parts. And, uh, no, really? And I, uh, <laughs> I, I kind of like that. But I will tell you, the other event that we do, industry event, is the SEMA MPMC event. This is best described as a speed dating event. It's the event where where the media, journalists, uh, you know, the magazines, the books, and now the blogs and the YouTubers or whatever, if you have project cars and an audience, you have an opportunity to meet with about – up to about 40 or 50 or so manufacturers yep. and say, this is what I plan on doing for the year. Can we get you guys involved? Uh, and it's, it's, you're not selling advertising. You're just meeting with manufacturers on working on deals for parts so you can focus, put focus on those parts as part of your project built, right? So it's the content. Back in the day, Car Craft Magazine, Hot Rod Magazine, that's, this is the event they would sit down with and go, what do you guys have that's new coming up? Because we want to build this Dodge Dart or we want to build this Camaro. And somebody goes, we've got new EFI system. We've got new engine swap kits, you know, uh, oil pan kits for the, you know, that work on this car. And they go, okay, let's make that work. Let's do it together. So that's basically what the event is. And the speed dating aspect of it is 40 manufacturers, 50 manufacturers show up in this hotel and every 30 minutes, they basically ring a bell and you dart off <laughs> into the next meeting. The manufacturers stay put and as media, I would haul ass from one room to the next, to the next, to the next. This year, it was uh, it was a virtual version of it. Now, I'm just going to say this out loud. The virtual SEMA show that was uh, happened for last year. That sucked. Okay. Uh, I didn't even understand what was going on. It was a couple of press releases. It was like a few press releases on a website. That was, that was useless and it made me sad. It brought a tear to my eye because I couldn't find, I couldn't find the product information that I wanted to. Whatever happened, the technology basically just got rebooted or a new vendor came in for the MPMC event and it was fucking cool. And it worked. I would even go so far to say I wouldn't mind if that was the new normal. If I can do that MPMC event virtually, it literally was the same hotel in the meeting rooms, and I would click in. There was a few little flaws, like sure, you can jump sure. into somebody's meeting unannounced, <laughs> and people are like, "What are you? Who, who are you?" And everyone's on camera, and you're like, "What are you doing here?" Uh, there's a little bit of that, but that software, the way that worked. Especially the first time, I think it was really good. It was ninety eight percent 
there. Yeah. Where the CMSO version was two percent there. <laughs> you know, we had to put that software together in nine, less than ninety days. I mean, yeah, we well, had to, I, we had to go from having our SEMA show. Yeah. And in August, we're told we're not having it. And by the way, yeah. can you put a virtual show together? Yeah. And, well, and make it work. It was it was an effort. Yeah. Uh, so it. Uh, but you know, I should mention that the SEMA show and of course MPMC. Yeah. It's a B two B business, right? It's not a consumer show. So you have to be in the industry. You have to. It. We match buyers and sellers, and. Um, I think that's still got to be done in person. I still, you know, I, I subscribe yeah. to the fact that um, it's it's like you know people buy from people, and it's it's not just product. You got to have a good product, but I've always believed that you it's it's that relationship as well, right? And to to see and touch a new bumper or a new supercharger or a new air intake, and to see and hear from the guy directly, and to understand and to be able to ask questions. To see it live, there's just still nothing like it. Honestly, I I agree with that as well. Uh, you know, Bill and I started uh, a hard seltzer company this past year, right? And you know, we've got consultants and specialists that are working on it. And you know, the, the guy would call me up and he'd say, "Hey, we're talking to a manufacturer, uh, and uh, you know, he's in Colorado and he doesn't think he can do it. We think it's a good fit." and and uh, I said, "Great, let me uh, let me talk to him." I called him up and I said, "I'll be there in forty eight hours." And I flew out there and we got our product made, and wow. and that was it. I said, "Listen, come out. I'm going to come out. I'm going to tour your facility. Let's have a talk. I want to tell you about the company. I want to tell you about the passion of the company. Let's go out to dinner. Let's have it. Yep. You know, and let's." You know, let's not make this deal with an eighteen minute phone call. Yeah, you know, and that's how we we get it done. I I totally agree. My, my my dad was a bartender at a downtown L.A. <laughs> restaurant, and he developed so many relationships with so many people over the years. And I've always – you know, it's kind of that where everybody knows your name, right? Yeah. You'll go to the local place, and the food may only be okay and all that. But when you walk in, they say, Matt, how are you? And how's the car and all that? You'll do that every day over yeah. some stuffy restaurant. And and so it is that relationship thing. And, and I think that still has to be done in person. I still think that people buy from people, and um, you share your passion, you share your product, and – you know, you, you make the deal. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, all right, so we're we're pretty much running out of time here, Mike. Thanks so much for thanks. coming in. I appreciate it. Uh, Pleasure, Mike. Yeah, thanks. We, so, we, so great to meet I you. I think we covered a lot of information yeah. today. We've been talking about it for for a couple of months now. Going, we got to get someone from SEMA in here, and uh, I appreciate you coming in yeah. um, and everything that you guys are doing at the SEMA organization. The website is SEMA dot org. Um, if you're in this industry, and you're not a member, you absolutely should should, should sign up. By the way, it's like a hundred bucks a year, yeah, it's, or something it's, like yeah, that. It's on like the depending on the, the manufacturer and yeah. size, but it's it's well worth it. Even if you just start digging into the benefits of uh, whatever, even on just help on shipping costs and insurance, and stuff, it's it's yeah. really it's really yeah. pretty good. Uh, the SEMA show is November 2nd through the 5th. Uh, I will be there. I think Bill is going to be there. We're working out the details for it. We're going to hopefully come back with a bunch of content as we always do. I'd love to still run around and, and get some. I get videos. to put a costume on for Halloween this year. Oh, yeah, yeah, there, there yeah, you go. And, That's uh, right. And, and Seema Ignited is Friday night for the consumer side of this thing. Uh, so as the cars roll out, we actually have. Where's a, it going to be? Uh, you know, I wish I could tell you. I don't know where it's going to be because you took the parking lot. Yeah, we did take the parking lot. So Seema Ignited, by the way, if you're out in Vegas or even if you're planning, let's say you're planning a Vegas weekend and uh, a. A thought would be, SEMA Ignited is the car show open to the public Friday afternoon, which means all of the coolest car builds 
in the SEMA show, in the convention center that you can't see, they all fire up their cars. They go outside and they do a big car uh, show. Those are the ones that can fire up their cars. <laughs> the ones who can fire up their cars. I've never <laughs> made the SEMA Ignited event. That's right. I've never made it to the event. I've had cars there. Uh, and they do a big car show. Um, the the first year was funny because you're not allowed to have fuel in your car, only a couple drops. And then it was like, fire up your car. We're going to go to the link. And everyone's like, how are we going to get there? And then <laughs> cars are overheating. They're running out of gas. Oh, and then they said, we're going to do it out front. So uh, they had the little parade. But you can get a ticket to that event to see yeah. McKnight. So if you're going to come out for a weekend in Vegas, <coughs> come in Friday around noon Go to see Ignited, see all the cool cars, and then stay for the weekend while we all are burnt out and traveling home. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so check that out as well. Um, you can uh, follow us at carcastshow.com. We appreciate that. And uh, Goldberg95 Goldberg. and Goldberg's Garage on Instagram. Give them a follow, see what's going on with the car projects, uh, all kinds of cool stuff. Um, hit the website again for the new merch. Where, where you're selling your shirts? Uh, bunkerbranding.com. Bunker Branding. Bunker. Get the new Bunker Goldberg's Branding. Garage stuff. Yes, sir. Um, and, of course, uh, follow me at Moderator. And we love for you guys to uh, to follow us at Drink Bravago. That's the uh, website, drinkbravago.com, and our social media. We've got our deals in place. We're building the website, and we're going to be able to sell the product online and ship it to 29 states. We're hoping to get that done. In about a month, maybe beginning of September-ish, uh, we'll have that up and running. So if you go to the website, drinkbervago.com, simply sign up with your email, uh, and uh, we'll keep you informed on, as how these things roll out. You're going to love it. It's fantastic. So, guys, thank you so much. Until Over. next time, keep the air and the spare and the bag and the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.